Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to Lighthearted Dads uh, with me, Noor, and myself, Muhammad Noor. Why have to add the Muhammad in, bro? You could just kept his Noor, then it would have been confusing. You know, which Noor are we talking about? Yeah, but I thought they'll know the difference in it by adding another name. So oh, this is the Muhammad okay. Noor. And this is the Noor Chowdhury. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, makes okay. sense, a bit, right? A bit, a bit, yeah, no. I'm sure the titles will come out at the bottom anyway. He was going to say. Oh, was it? So right, I'm, I'm sure we'll add that in. So uh, uh, going you know. forward, it is Noor. Then. So shall we keep it to Noor? So we keep it a bit, you know, abstract. By all means, <laughs> let's do that. How's your How's your day been, bro? Uh, busy. Started at seven. Uh, pretty much finished at nine. Got job after job, so it's a bit hectic at the moment. Um. Being a dad is a full-time job as well. Inshallah. So in between, I have to find some hours just to keep the little one in uh, in his line. Otherwise, you know, it goes a bit crazy. It goes crazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he misses. He calls me Amma for some reason. <laughs> uh, I can see why. <laughs> nah, I don't, I, I don't know why, bro. It's randomly recently, he started calling me Amma, and I'm like, Abba. Because Amma, not Abba. Because I call him Abba. I think yeah. I'm confusing him. Oh, okay. So he's thinking his name is Abba. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I need to stop saying Abba to him. Because he's like 15 months, right? Yeah. And I keep saying Abba, 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 hello Abu, and everything. And he replies back every time now, Amma, Amma. I'm like, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we'll get to the point where uh, they start calling you. I don't know what your wife calls you, but you know when they say Hunrani, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you have. After a while, uh, all of my kids are going through that phase. You know Hunrani, you know, yeah, uh, which is for Bengalis. Obviously, uh, are you listening? Yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Because my wife doesn't speak Bengali, so he'll pick up all the English words and. Uh, uh, yeah, hopefully, they, hopefully they're good. <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah, I, I haven't been sworn at yet. Let's just hope that keeps, we keep it like that. That's good. So, Noor, you're a father of one, yeah? Yes. 15 and you're months, a father yeah? of? I've lost count as well now, but I think it's six last time <laughs> I checked. <laughs> How many boys and girls? Alhamdulillah, I've got four boys, two girls. You know, um, they've got a nice wide age range. Um, eldest is 14 and youngest is four. So, wow, experienced so, man. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It's, uh, it's full of blessings. It's something I've always wanted. Now, I wanted a big family. I came from a small family, so it's something I really wanted. So, alhamdulillah, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, you know, the yeah. kids really do keep you on your toes, you know. And you're going to see from me generally, I like to always be very positive on the parenting front. But I know I, I most parents are just pulling their hair out. I need it. Trust me, when I have 16 kids in my house, literally yeah. running around, all different age groups, there's like six in one age group. You can imagine it gets really, really hectic. So any parent who um, experience you can hand over to me, man, I'll Shalala. grab them. I'll grab Shalala. them quickly. You managed to very quickly jump from one child to 16. I yeah, my, mom, my mom's got 16 grandkids, so Shalala. they're all around. I live in the main house and obviously uh, main house is everyone's house. So yeah, everyone comes yeah. as they wish, which is good. I'm not complaining if you're watching. Um, <laughs> but Alhamdulillah, like all age group, nutters, they keep me company. So, uh, the eldest is fourteen actually, and the youngest is uh, five months. So, I'm yeah, sure. by all means, I'm gonna grab all everything you say from your involved fathers and all your experience, man. I need it desperately. Inshallah, we're going for draw. Obviously, hopefully, we're dropping some gems here and there throughout the conversation. But the key part of it is, is you know, to realize that we're all in the same boat. You know, there's that, and I always say one thing is, um, I don't like anybody saying. Oh, you know, or, or people who have the title saying, "Oh, they're an expert." Nothing is expert. Mm. To be honest, you know, you everyone's got the skill sets within themselves, and they've got the experience within themselves. It's just about unlocking that and understanding that, and really navigating that, and that's the key part of it. 
because to be honest, you've got so much experience that you don't realize that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you've got 16 no, nephews and nieces, or 15 if it's not counting yourself, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, uh, you know, you've learned actually a lot, but you don't realize that. And yeah. A lot of it's just about unlocking that and understanding. And you've seen patterns within your nephews and nieces, and I'm sure that you're going to see that those trends following with your son. And, and it's just about kind of uh, harnessing that in. And, and the experience is really there, um, or the knowledge is there. But yeah. Do you know what? Saying that, you might I only started paying attention to all the kids, their education, um, their upbringing, what they're up to after I had my kid. Before that, it was me being the funny uncle coming in, chucking one from one sofa to another, you know, wrestling, yeah. playing the Hulk, Avengers and all that stuff. And um and I, whenever they got annoying, I used to walk out or I used to go to my own uh, little world. But now since my son has uh, is growing, mm. I'm paying attention to like old kids uh, doing things, um, being occupied and stuff like that. Uh, prior to that, I it was oblivious to me. I was like, you know, it's not my kids. Or I was like, um, I'm just going to be there when uh, I need to be there, uh, joke around with them. And then when it's coming to a point where they need to sleep or something like that, I'm running away. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, you're there for the fun parts and handover. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's natural. It's like anything. Um, let's compare kids to some cars, you know, like a lot of the times. Yeah. I found if, if I buy a new car, then I suddenly see, wow, everybody's got this car. I know it's not used to it before, but it's that thing of, you know, when, you, when you've when you gained something new, then you your awareness of that is more, or you're a high alert. Mm. And so then you're realizing all of these things that you weren't really paying attention to much before. Interesting. Yeah, that's, so a, that's, a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, good comparison. Because every yeah. time I do get a car, I just think like, oh my God, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. <laughs> Oh, it's available. Uh, every time I drive past it or a similar car, I notice it and I see like, what does that car have that I don't have or I do have or whatever, etc. So it's just a natural comparison. True, true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's human nature. That it, it's the same thing with the phone. Maybe you might get some new. Well, phones probably a bit too common because people tend to get the same ones. But imagine you got a new brand came out, something new, and you've mm. got it. Then you start being more alert to it. It's just with anything and everything, you know. Even with yeah. clothes, suddenly, oh, hang on a minute. That's that shirt. I got the same shirt. You know, <laughs> it's just how things are. So, he does. You do really pick up on that with the kids. Do you have the same shirt? Uh no, but you know, maybe we'll get a matching shirt next time. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. size are you? Anyway, I was going to order you one. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm actually um, extra large at the moment. <laughs> but hopefully, by the end of the show, mate, by the end of God knows how many periods, um, I'll be uh, small again or Shall medium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I doubt it very much, but we're well, yeah, sitting here drinking we'll your coffee. Then yeah, I'm, I'm sure you. Uh, will, yeah. This coffee is amazing. Inshallah, excellent. So summer, summer's here. The one question that I get asked, and I was just asked literally probably an hour before I came here, was um, summer. What do you do with the kids? What are you doing with your your, your little one? Oh, interesting. Um, to be honest, right, you you couldn't. You couldn't have picked a worse topic to start off. <laughs> because what do I know? Like, literally, my son was born in the lockdown. And uh, I've literally done nothing with him other than be with him at home, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, he'll go to his uh, my in-laws and he'll be in my house. Um, pretty much, that's it. I wasn't able to do anything with him throughout last year. But this year is no different to me. This year, we've only come out of lockdown recently, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, in between that time, um, I'm literally the worst person to ask this question. Because even though I've got nephews and nieces, um, I've always noticed them being at home. Or even when they're missing, I didn't pay that much attention. 
So now that I've like noticed more and more, um, I'm seeing one or two of them go to, uh, what's that? Um, what's that called? Um, they go out to these like groups. What's that called? What scouts? What uh, no no the other groups, one. Uh... Summer schools. Summer oh schools, God. right. All right, groups. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they go to yeah. summer schools and yeah. stuff. Um, um, and now only recently I've started to notice, and obviously my son's too young, uh, but the others, obviously I've got, like now I've noticed that if I'm working from home. Mm. Um, because I'm working from home, I've got like all my sisters and uh, brothers coming with their kids. Mm. And I'm like thinking, oh, have they actually got nothing to do to get it other than... You know, the father's working in the kitchen, mm. um, the mother's, you know, my sister's like uh, busy in another room and the kids are running around. And I've only noticed it recently when I'm getting disturbed a hell of a lot more than ever before that working from home is so loud. So um, actually, I don't actually know. W- what do you think? Until I think, you know, I ask a question and, you know, the, the best answer I always give to, give to everybody, I said, I let them get bored. You know, I've always used this one. Actually, I've got an article written about it. You can read up on it on my website, plug in. <laughs> um, but um, there, there is that thing of, you know, we think as parents that we have to fill their time 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And if they you say they're bored, then we're failing as parents. And that's like a, a new perception that's kind of started to build. And that's wrong, really. You look back at your childhood, yeah? Did your parents keep you entertained? Never. Only time they kept me entertained. <laughs> Let's, Let's just leave that there. Then. <laughs> I think I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I am deaf on one ear for a reason. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell yeah. you which parent, in case social, wor- uh, social workers are listening to this. No, I think you're yeah. quite old now, so it should be all right. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely, I think if you look back at, you know, when we were young, most parents relate. Your parents didn't keep you occupied, you know. Especially if your parents are coming from, you know, those who have migrated from, you know, back home from other countries, and they've come here. They're busy. Your dad's busy working, getting, getting, getting the money. In. Then what happens is, uh, uh, you you're left to yourself to really, you know, occupy yourself. And at that time, mm, no smartphones. Yeah, I probably didn't have some of the consoles. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. You know, you've got. You know, the no, TV was. You know, TV was like channel one to four. You know, mm. five came out somewhere. I think in the late 90s <laughs> i can't remember now but you know that was it you know you don't really have uh, much on and we still managed to occupy our time and sometimes what's happening now is because lots of technology lots of stuff happening and it's, everything's fast and zappy that if they're not watching if they're not on the screen they're getting bored and it's really taking away a lot of um uh, brain power from the kids so it's, it's really important that we do try and actually have a switch off and just let have deconstructed time and let them get bored you know, so that's just that's at home. I'm not saying for you know you got six weeks of summer, you mm. know, just <laughs> sit there and t- let them do, um, not let them do anything. You know, you know you have that time, but um, don't feel burdened. I think a lot of parents feel like, yeah, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm wasting summer. It's gonna be a terrible summer. I'm being, a, I'm a bad parent. Yeah. You no, know, that's that's not true. You know, you realize, you know, if you're working, if you're busy, have some days, schedule some days mm. out, and I'm sure we can go through like there's so many things you can do with kids. Unfortunately, it costs a lot of money. You know, when I got six kids, I know my, yeah. my, my, my costs are really high, so I got to ration my <laughs> budget out. But you know, it, you you can do days out and lots of activities with kids, but don't feel like you got to fill every single moment of the time. You know, that's that's what I always say. Yeah, that's very very good because do you know what I do think like that sometimes. I think like even as an uncle, like I only come in to have fun with these kids, mess about, um, but I don't actually do anything for them. And, you know, um, when you speak to them, like, you end up somehow being their favourite. 
uh, not yeah. to all of them, but some of them. And, you know, and I'm thinking, like, what do I actually do for you? Other than, like, just come and just mess about or joke or talk to them. It's generally about um, what you're watching or, you know, pretend to be a Hulk and just go mad mm. at mm. all of them. And it's just nice. Do you get it? I remember um, learning something about uh, making contact as soon as you walk into the room within the space of 30 seconds or something along those lines. And that's what I do. I literally walk in. So my thing with them, they're all ready to get like a little clap. Do you get it? Mm, so they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like that. So they, and then some of them are ready to get back. So I just go to them and just like give a little tap to all of them saying, hey, how you doing? This and that. And then the war starts. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, what do I do? That makes me so special to them. I don't do nothing. And I feel bad afterwards. I feel like um, buying them something or filling that gap with something. Yeah. The thing what you're going to see is what you're doing is actually more valuable than anything else you can do. Because mm-hmm. you know what you're giving your, the, the kids is giving them time. Time is the most valuable commodity you can give to a child, the most valuable gift you can give. Because a lot of the times, you know, parents come and they say, you know, I've given them everything I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked hard and you've had everything. You know, you've got all the consoles, all the, all, the, all, the, all the tech, all the toys, everything. You know, all the clothes and whatever you wanted, you've had. But if you look back, I'll say to you, you know, if you look back at your childhood, what are your most fondest memories? And, you know, I'll get the answer in a second, you know, uh, but generally speaking, the f- most fondest memories of people mm. are, are connections. Yeah. Are experiences you shared with one another. Not a materialistic thing. Yeah, my fondest memory was, yeah, when I got these pair of trainers, you know. It's not, it's usually something that's happened. Mm. Some human interaction. And that's what you're going to remember. So when I think back and I think back about my uncle, I remember, oh, I remember that time he told me that funny story and that stuck in my head. I still remember mm. it now, yeah? He said it in Bengali, yeah, and I won't repeat it because I've forgotten it all. <laughs> but <laughs> not forgotten the story, meaning my Bangla is not the best, but um, I still remember those things. So it's that kind of stuff. So if you look back and think, okay, what was what was actually your most fondest memory? One of them, or one of them, you know, I don't know, from your childhood. My childhood? Yeah. Uh, my childhood was interesting. The way my mom compare, compares it is if I put five of my kids in one scale, I put Noor on the other scale, the amount of trouble Noor gave me, he out still outweighs all five of them. So as you can imagine, my one was more uh, breaking stuff or doing something naughty, getting a little clap in the head. Um, more than that, but let's not go into yeah, that. Breaking stuff, that sounds just like what I had, man. I, I, there's too many similarities here. Yeah, I think it's the... Um, I, I just don't know. I think, you know what? My mom used to always say, or my sisters, they say he's so bored to get it. And mm. that... Uh, like I did find things challenging uh, even as a young kid um, I wasn't academically the greatest right mm. but I always achieved the grades that I needed without making an effort mm. and I, I remember like I think I've learnt my alphabets at the age of five or six is because prior to that I wasn't even I didn't have no interest but one thing that I did have interest in was numbers I mm. loved numbers and, you know, um, I remember, like, um, I was in a class, uh, all my classes, the teacher used to always explain things or do equations or um, questions on the board. I used to put my hands up and I used to always answer it. And then they go, okay, how did you work it out? I couldn't explain it. So my, I always found it hard to explain things, but I found it really easy to work it in my head. Mm. Um, and I don't know, like, and then my, my parents used to say to me, not my parents, my mom, 
on my sisters to say, look, he doesn't find things challenging. He, he gets really bored. And that's what causes him to do something naughty. Mm. I don't know if you face that or if you've got yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, no, sometimes it's, you know, uh, yeah, I got a lot of um, clippings. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a child, I mean, I was the youngest of three, um, my older brother and my sister. And um, yeah, with me, I used to break a lot of things, but I wasn't actually breaking it. I was being intuitive. I was mm. kind of really looking into, okay, how does this work? And what I actually liked doing was taking the toy apart and trying to put it back together again. However, as you know, you know, when you're such a young age, sometimes you can't put it back together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then it's broken. But it's like, it wasn't an intentional thing. I was smashing things up. I'm actually taking it apart to understand how it works and put it back together again. And that's what I was basically uh, doing, but I was always getting in trouble with that. And then, you know, because of that, I was a bit accident prone time to time, you know, cut the sofa here and you know, break something over there. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, you know, dad's coming back saying like, you know, he's, he's working in the factory. So he's coming back saying, okay, you know, he's not earning the biggest amount of money. Yeah. So obviously it's all those things, like, oh, everything I'm breaking, everything costs money. So I was keeping hearing about that. I think one of the most common things I used to hear from my dad was uh, when I needed a new pair of shoes as a kid, he'd be like, I've had these shoes for 15 years. <laughs> and I used to think, oh, well, you don't play football with them. Yeah, true. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, that's that's that was, that's what it was for me really as a kid yeah. I really wanted to kind of understand how things work, and yeah I like the challenge you know and you know, a similar thing is yeah I might not have been the uh, A star student in the class but I wasn't dumb but what it was is um, I liked like I said working things out a lot mm. more um, and kind of understanding things a bit better um, and so uh, where I might have to work a bit harder just to get the higher grades. Uh, whereas some of the people get, just were naturally kind of gifted, you know. The age old thing I used to hear as a kid yeah. is, you know, uh, why can't you be like your brother? You know, <laughs> if your brother can get his A stars, you can get yours, you know. So um, the comparisons and all of the kind of cultural things that we've always grown up with, comparisons and uh, other stuff like that. So I face those things. Um, but what, how would you compare your summer to you growing up, to your kids? What are the differences? Oh, I think it's massive, man. Because, you know, like in the summer... <sighs> Wow, something's such a blur, man. Um, like, you know, what you know, summers were, yeah, the summer holidays are here. I, I actually almost feel like I can't remember how we passed the time because, like I said, there was a TV at home at Channel 1 to 4, you know, and you know, your kids' shows are only on until a certain amount of time. You know, it's not like a whole day running on demand Netflix and uh, all the other stuff that you have this, these days. But a lot of the times there were games to play. And sometimes mum would mum was the one who might, might take us out here and there and stuff, and that's really that that was the summer. Most of the time it was just yourself making up things to do yourself, making up your own games, you know, being creative, doing your own kind of things, reading and all of that kind of stuff. So there were we were I was very much left to ourselves, our own devices. You know, Alicia didn't have a device, but you know, yeah. you know to kind of um, kind of fill our boredom. You know, look at my kids. Is obviously one of the things I I would have liked as a child was to have more experiences. And that's what I like to really focus on with the kids is give them experiences. Um, so, yeah, you can watch TV all day long. You can watch tablet, you can play on your console. You can do all of these stuff because they're the easiest things you can do. But your kids are really missing out on opportunities. So that's why I don't say you have to do something every day, but plan them some things in like I try to do with the kids and give them experiences. You know, like, um, uh, you know, even if, for example, go to the park, yeah? Now, you look at generation of kids today, yeah? Growing up before, uh, maybe you're out and about, you learned, you climbed, you jumped, you went around, you did things, yeah? Now, these kids, they don't do that. So then you've got to the, you know, you go, you go to the park, 
you know, before it might be the case of you climb up a tree. Mm. Yeah, kids don't even know how to climb up a tree. Nah. You know, so it's like when I go to the park, I try to encourage them, look, climb a tree. Have have a bucket list of things of what kids should be able to do. And so, yeah, I remember, you know, out of all the tree climbing, my daughter's the best. You know, she, she managed to get up there. She's like a... Though she hates spiders and yeah. she's like Spider Man, <laughs> she climbs. <laughs> she managed to she climb all the way up. So she she was, she was good at that. And, and there were achievements. I try to encourage it, do these kind of things. You know, so can you see it doesn't cost money, but they're experiences, they're mm. moments. And like I said, do you think that, that nowadays parents are too scared of something happening? Yeah, do we do we pass that on to them? Because that's how I feel. I feel like when I was a kid growing up, my mom and dad, like my mom gave a monkeys about me my dad was like you know he just wanted results and that's kind of like uh what i I grew up thinking was i just have to prove my dad wrong if that makes sense Mm. he just have to give i just have to show him i have to give him the results he didn't care what i did in between it was just a matter of uh just making sure that you know people don't say anything bad about him through me if that makes sense yeah yeah just make him like number one and stuff like that so um do you think nowadays parents are so different they're like so involved dictate too way too much i think that's that's the problem in our society yeah i, I wouldn't even say it's involved because you know involved fathers but, you know <laughs> uh, uh, i i determine or i describe what, what we mean by involved you know that means active engagement you know really it's active engagement in your child's life now it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you know, when you've got um, different types of parenting. So what you're referring to is stuff like, um, they call it like parachuting parenting. Mm-hmm. Anything that happens, phew, parent parachutes in, saves yeah. the day. Parent parachutes in, save the day. If a kid trips over, you're not allowing a learning experience from that process. I'm not saying leave them alone and say, don't cry. You soothe them. But you know, there's a process you go through. Sometimes coming straight away in that you're actually trying your best to, you're basically wrapping them in cotton wool. Yeah. You're making them so fragile mm-hmm. that what's happening is one is they're not learning. And so when they get older, they suddenly face these difficulties that as a child, they never faced. And they, because as a child, if you face some difficulties, you learn to overcome them. And mm. there's more difficulties. And in life, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, suddenly, imagine your whole life you faced no difficulties. You only talk about entitled children, for example. Yeah. You know, uh, born with a silver spoon in their mouth kind of thing. What happens to them when they go to the big bad world? Suddenly they're like, oh, I can't get this. Oh, it's not fair. And then they give up, for example. So they're the dangers that you get from, you know, when parents are getting, you know, what I call parachuting parenting, kind of just flying in, saving the day, always being there or wrapping them in cotton wool. And there is a danger to that. You know, so you have to allow your child to grow. And the one thing I say is like, um, imagine, you know, uh, I, I don't know if that's true, though, because I, I read it somewhere, like a shark only grow, is it a shark or a, or a type of fish only grows based on the space that he has so if you've got like in a bowl fish it won't grow uh, a bowl it won't grow any any more than that so i'm not too sure if that's uh, true or not but the the analogy i was trying to give is that uh, imagine you a shark you know it's going to grow to a massive size mm-hmm. but your whole life you're trying to think you're going to keep him in a, in, in a goldfish bowl yeah okay like I, I, I get what you mean now. you get me yeah so yeah, yeah, kids yeah. growing you gotta expand the boundaries yeah you gotta allow it to fall you gotta allow yeah. it to trip true like look to be honest um you just using that analogy i just thought hang on um up to the age of 14 i wasn't allowed to go past my road like literally my house goes you come in mm-hmm. uh through the gates you go down 
around. It's like a little maze before you get into my house. Mm. Uh, we couldn't go past that maze. That was the only time we could actually go around. And I'm thinking, hang on, after the age of 14, like from the age of, up to the age of 14, I was trapped. Anywhere I could possibly go was with my older brother to either play football in the local park or something along those lines. Um, but other than that, literally my whole 14 years was in my house or outside in that little space. Um, garden was out of the question because there was hodofatas and all this stuff mm. growing. And um, But when I turned 15, I got went to year 11, year 10, year 11, and I experienced like bunking off and mm. I experienced um, a, like, you know, cars and stuff like that. I went wild. <laughs> you know what? I remember like um, I was 16 or just, just on, on Eid day and um, I just didn't want to come home. The like, first time I was like literally out with my friends I, and my parents were calling me saying, come home. I literally ignored them. I literally stayed out all night. And I was thinking, hang on. Like looking back at it, I don't regret it. Because I felt like I was so trapped. Doesn't make sense. Mm. And when I explored the world, and since that day, honestly, uh, I went home, obviously got told off. I go, hang on, just got away with that. A <laughs> couple of slaps. That was it. Like, I've, because I've, like, I've got slaps all throughout, for me, it was just like, oh, one or two more. That's all right. I, I can handle that. And the consequences wasn't deep enough, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So, that's literally, that summer, all I did was stayed out. And it came to a point where I just wanted to explore. I had no control. It's almost like, okay, now we don't have no control of this kid. Anything could have gone wrong. Mm. So, like, I wish that, like, I was quite, what do you call it, um, grounded. Because I was like, no, I never, I never drunk or never taken any drugs. So, for me, it was like, ooh, I won't touch that. Because I don't know why I always had this thing that if I died in that state, like, that's the state I'll come back in reality to Allah, in front of Allah. Mm. And that was my worry. Yeah, I've always had that. But it didn't never stop me from joyriding, never stopped me from doing crazy stuff, like jumping and, you know, canoeing and, you know, mad stuff. But I'm just thinking, like, like how do you, like, going forward, your son's 14. Mm. It's kind of, you know, are you in a similar stage to my father or are you more involved are you, um, have you prepared for that? Because that's unknown to you, right? Yeah, no, without doubt. You know, kids, um, they're going to go through those developmental stages. And when the kids hit the teens, it's, 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 it's uh, the difficult waters they say to navigate. But, you know, just parents, and you speak to parents, and there's so many parents that, that, that I have sessions with, uh, sessions with um, that the thing that they say is, you know, oh, you know, they're having problems with the kids and that really boils down to what is the relationship mm. because the relationship's been just just not there for especially with dads what tends to happen is they work 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 they play a disciplinarian role so mom will say wait till your dad comes home you come <laughs> home and you put the you lay the law you know you, you know you, you're judge jury and executioner yeah so if you keep on having this kind of interaction with the kids then what you're going to see is sometimes those kind of behaviors can start coming out um, when the kids go in there. But when you've got a relationship, then you realize that your child and you are really like intertwined. And, uh, you know, and so even when kids play out, there's elements of regret there because they have got that tight connection that yeah. happens. So that's that's an important point. I, said, I know I've kind of s- sidetracked a bit from the yeah. question I had, but the relationship is really important. 
But one of the things that I've I've done consciously with my son and with all of my kids is as they get older, you give them more space. You give them more room, more independence. So it's those things of, you know, really, you know, on your list, it should be the case of, okay, the kid's getting older. Can you go to the local shop? So I did, you know, you have those things. He's really? able to go to a local shop. He's able to go and buy things. You've actually got a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lists. There's lists. Trust me. If you go Google it, you'll even find 50 things to do before you're 11. You know, um, like no 50 way. things to do before you're this age, for that age. And you start wearing them. So then you think, okay, can you, can you make you a cup of tea? You know, not not the case of yeah, now you can sit back. I got somebody else to make me a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> the case of um, you know, can you do that? Ironing clothes. You know, um, what do you call it? Uh, and, and you know, like I said, climbing a tree is one. Then there's a few other bits like that. You start building up on them. And so with my son, yeah, you you learn to give them more and more scope and freedom, but with boundaries. Clear boundaries is important. Yeah, and mm. clear expectations. And when boundaries are crossed, there are consequences. That's a real gem there. You know that I never have ever thought of, I would have thought of like having list of things to do before your certain age or a certain milestone. That's weird. Like, wow. Yeah, you need to have that bucket list. It's like, it's, it's called it the bucket list or kids bucket list. Yeah. And you'd find you on Google. Um, so you find you on, on the internet, you Google it and there's different websites that have them and you can take inspiration from them. Some of them obviously won't really fit with maybe the stuff that we do in, you know, from, from, uh, as, as Muslims, but there's other bits in there that you can go, okay, that's fantastic, that's great, let's do these. You know, so for example, get them, to, you know, ha- have they given a, you know, at a certain age, have they given a public presentation, for example, maybe. Developing those skills, mm. confidence, you know, have they, you know, um, or, or even it's like taking them to certain experiences, have they had a boat ride, you know. Uh, you know, or have they, uh, I don't know, done certain, you know, challenge, have they gone camping, have they gone, and you start doing all these different things and it really builds a person because the best thing that you can give as a, as, as, as a parent to your child is, is those experiences because it shapes them. Do you think to their level? What does he mean by that? Um, like, do you start acting like them when you're trying to be friendly with them or stuff like that? Like, for example, I remember, um, I was uh, talking to my son. I was like, Abu, Ilu, 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 and all that stuff, right? And they someone else goes like, why are you talking like that? I go, what's wrong with that? He goes, that's so silly. Talk to them properly. I go, what do you mean? Like, how do you talk to kids? He goes, I talk to them. I go, Bo, he's only six months or he's only nine months. Or, and I, haven't, I still, even to today, uh, try speaking Bengali with him. Mm. But I get with my baby tone and get into that groove. Do you get it? All that stuff, right? And there's other people just like, not a friend in particular will always question it because that's so like, like he, he hates it with a passion. <laughs> he always reminds me because talk to them normally. And there's a group of us who like think, nah, that's normal, man. You know, I, I probably, it's, it's actually more in your psychology because you know, have you not seen the person when um, you, you speak to somebody who doesn't know English very well, yeah? mm-hmm. what happens is you see that you yourself start um, speaking with broken English to them. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, sometimes when somebody doesn't understand something, you just say it even louder. You know, you increase everybody and goes, what's your name? And he doesn't understand it. What's your name? <laughs> you know, you're saying, oh, what is your name? You know, so, you know, that, that's what ends up happening. And that's in, 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 the, in, the, in the makeup of your own yeah, psychology. But um, putting that aside, yeah, there's nothing wrong with coming down to the level. In fact, Umar ibn Khattab, you know, he mentioned a, a beautiful gem. Yeah, Umar ibn Khattab, a beautiful gem. He says that a man, yeah, 
should be friendly, should be joyous, meaning uh, with his family. Mm. Yeah? Meaning, be on your hands and knees, crawl, you know, be like that. Play with them, be on the level. Okay. But when, when it's time, when, 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 you know, when the call of action comes, when it's time to be a man, you need to be a man. You know, so that's what you need to be with your family. You need to be joyous. You need to be chilled. You need to be on the level. So yeah, with each of my kids, I'll be on the level with them. You know, now they're all all. You know, my youngest is four, so I don't need to go maybe in baby kind of language and stuff. But yeah, I can. I, I have. I do speak to him normally. But you speak to his level, his interests. Mm -hmm. The next kid up, I know his interests. And we talk about that. He's got the different interests, and every single one of them can come and talk to me. Even my daughters, they come in. They're interested in different things. That very girly yeah but i take an interest in their in their interests because yeah. then what happens is there's a there's a there's something we've got communication like i'll give you an example between me and my brother this is siblings yeah you know he's seven years older than me yeah so he's the oldest and then you know i was seven years later my sister's in between i had very like not much connection with him really there's only one thing i had in common with him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That he, because obviously he supported Liverpool, I ended up supporting Liverpool, and that was the only conversation we had. And I yeah? support Liverpool. Oh, mashallah, more confusion, two more <laughs> yeah, Bengalis uh, <laughs> supporting Liverpool or something, you know, interesting here. Um, but, you know, that, that was the only conversation we had. Now, oh. imagine if I take that away, there's nothing else in, in, in those conversations. Now, you sometimes think, okay, when was the last time you, when you were a kid, when you sat down and just kicked back with your parents? You know, did you have that conversation? What did you talk about? You know, usually that's at when you're at the really young age, mm. when you want to come and say, oh, mama, oh, 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 guess what I did today at school? You know, when you want to talk, then that disappears. Because why? As a child, you know why it disappears? It's because it's not reciprocated. Yeah. As, as a child, you realize, mom and dad don't care. They're not interested. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why it's really important. Have common interests. You know, know what they like. So I know my daughters are into what they like, you know, and all of those kind of things and, and, and help them and, and, and understand that and be on their level. That's really important because they're the things that you have commonality. Mm -hmm. You can have a conversation because I always say this, you know, as a parent, just think, if you pause for a second and you think, when was the last time you spoke with your children? And by speaking, and I have a conversation, by speaking a conversation, I don't mean telling them off, reprimanding them or giving them instructions. Take those things away and think, okay, when I'm speaking to my kid, when was the last time I just sat back and had a chat with him? How does that look? How does that transpire? Yeah, how does it look? Tell me. So, um, uh, pretend I'm one of the kids. Okay. What we, would you say? Yeah, what would you do? Tell so me. So, when I used to sit back, my daughter would come and just say she would be talking about some of the stuff that she's doing. So, she's into maybe sewing and, and other bits, yeah? Mm. We have that conversation. So, she was saying she's sewing something. We'll have a chat. Okay, what you're sewing? What's going on? Showing to me. She's like, I learned this and I learned that. Okay, that's great. Or what do you think? We have, that's it. You could just have a conversation and you just build. It's like us sitting having a chat. What happens? Mm. How do you kick off? How do you, how do you talk to people? You know, sometimes we think with children, we behave differently than with our friends. You might go to your friends. Sit back and you could just talk for hours, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. Just sometimes sitting back with your kid and just having a chat, and you might pick up from something like you know, like you know, you might be something like I said, you, you do the Hulk stuff. So you might start talking about Hulk, and then suddenly you go off to talking about gamma radiation, and then it goes into science somewhere. Then what? maybe evolution. You could just what's go. that gamma? Gamma. Yeah, you don't know. I thought you'd be the Hulk, bro. Come <laughs> no, on, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Why did the Hulk became the Hulk? You know, you're exposed to the gamma radiation, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I, bro, I haven't got a clue, bro. I don't, I don't focus on stuff like no, that. No, no, you like to be the Avenger, but you don't yeah, know nothing about nah, it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how he explodes or nothing like that, bro. Yeah. So, you know, it's so 
those things you can really go off on a tangent and you can just go anywhere with them in any conversation sometimes just be silly with them yeah you know just literally be silly with them and sometimes like i said with boys especially with boys and that's my advice to you advise your boys getting older um is is boys um have a lot of energy yeah? trust me man. you know that yeah. <laughs> you grew up they've got energy they need to burn that energy yeah, yeah? and so it's and what happens is what they also need is um, with that energy sometimes it can turn into aggression mm-hmm. and physical 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 kind of interactions mm-hmm. so you need to hone that in so one of the things you should try and do is and my kids do it and I, I can't do it all the time man they they beg me they're like oh but can i it's called wrestling yeah so they all say oh but can i wrestle with you can i say oh not now man i'm not feeling i'm shattered or whatever it was. yeah but when you do you get the chance wrestle with them you know play with them have that rough yeah. and tough because do you know why that's a really important way of them learning how to control or channel their anger, aggression, energy. Yeah. And then you're modeling good behavior with them and not just that, it's sunnah, bro. You can't get better than that. Yeah. And it's good for I'm health. Really and there's, like, there's endless things. Do you know what? You just reminded me of a real scenario. Um, so it was a couple of years back and my younger brother was <laughs> actually looking at me and um, he, got, he got very upset um, as I was playing with his kids. And um, and I was like, and I obviously um, one day he just went on a mad diet, and um, he was telling me he just literally um, broke down and told me the reason what inspired him to lose weight. I said, "What?" He goes, "I actually saw you play with my kids, and you had so much energy, you had so much like, l- like he's got love for his kids. Don't get me wrong, but he was saying like I wanted to wrestle with them." And have fun with them and stuff like that, and I'm, I realized that I'm, he was about twenty or something stones, twenty two or twenty three stones, and he's like, you know, I, I get tired, I can't keep up with them, and he's just like that just motivated me to lose my weight so I can be there for my kids, you know, like oh, by all means, like he loves the fact that I'm very close to his kids, mm. but his uh, drive was I want to be there as well. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Like if you see him today, he's skinny. Mashallah, sure. he's lost a lot of weight, Allah. and you know, kids are climbing all over him and stuff like that. And it's beautiful. So I, I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. But you know, um, back to uh, uh, the kid being very energetic. I did have a question actually. Yeah. Uh, usually, what I face is my son has got a hell of energy. Like I don't know where he comes from, especially before he goes to sleep. He gets his burst of energy randomly, and then um, he, he and he comes up to me, and I might be on my phone, and he shows his face to me, and as soon as I look at him, he starts cackling, laughs so loud. So I keep doing it to him, and he keeps laughing. And my wife at the background says, "You're gonna wake him up. You're gonna wake him up. He's, he's gonna he's has to he needs to go to sleep. Don't wake him up." Does that actually happen? What that the energy wakes them up? You no, know, the fact that I'm actually messing them messing about with them or tickling them or fighting them does actually wake them up yeah well if you're going to play with them obviously oh you mean they're going to go to sleep wake up or you're talking about just like it's triggering their energetic yeah it's it's uh it's almost like he's bedtime okay right right right. i I know he's gonna go to sleep anyway right but he gets this burst of energy randomly before he goes to sleep yeah that kids always do that they get the burst of energy before sleep that's when you're going to find out they want to do all the things that they've not done the whole day okay uh, they want to read all the books they've not read the whole day mm-hmm. yeah it's just kids before bedtime so it's normal yeah, they spike they have this spike yeah but what is good is before bed is if you can you tire them out 
Okay. So actually playing with them, playing with them, uh, especially with boys. I say it was especially because I, I've noticed that having four boys, you know, and I know some parents, mashallah, have got a lot more boys, and yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a handful. And they say, you know, they rip your hair. You know, your parents are ripping their hairs. I like, you know, what do I do with the boys? Because they're just driving each other crazy. But energy, they need to burn that energy. Because if they haven't burnt it, then you're gonna see all the silliness going into bed. Now your son is just obviously, you know, he's just alone in that sense. He's, he hasn't got any siblings. But um, when they've got siblings, then you start seeing more and more that silly behavior before bed. They haven't burnt off the energy. Mm. And the issue you're going to have is that, you know, um, kids just sit down. They're not burning energy. Um, and I know sometimes it's difficult. You know, even at home, for example, you're clogged up. You live in a flat for it. I live in a flat, so obviously you don't have much outdoor space. Just even to go out in the garden and just run around, you know, that, 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 that in, itself would, uh, in itself would help. But where possible, they need to just burn off the energy. Otherwise, when you're always on... Um, devices um and then they come off and i know i see with my kids like if there's a time where they've not gone out or anything like that you're going to see that the, the energy is a lot higher so mm. they're mucking about more that's only that's not their fault you know what is they've got energy to burn off okay and you to allow that to happen it's like even you know um to have um you know the boys you know just have a bit of rough and tough with each other and they do it but i have to monitor it because i'd also know that all right they're having a little play fight and they play fight and I, I know it's coming I know it's coming or it's going to get a bit serious yeah. yeah. so you have to kind of interject at, the, at that point to prevent you from getting serious because sometimes play can obviously lead to that but you know that, that in itself is okay you know kids having it's not like proper you know uh, fighting but you know mm. that rough and tough as we say you know it's important and boys need it a lot more than girls girls will enjoy some of it but you know as you see as they get older you know they're, they're very different in their makeup to to the way boys are so but what's your what's your plans for the summer then with them or like how do you structure your summer with the kids so with with them uh, we try to at least uh, plan out from the beginning like okay right what are the things we can do yeah some sort of activities a list of activities so it might be five six seven and then you space them out so they might be like okay in a week we'll have might have um two of those different activities in the week and then other times we'll just do stuff maybe within home or within other things some activities also cost money so you're looking at you know um you know, having having one child is easy. You can spend a lot of money, mashallah, and it's it's a lot mm. easier. Uh, going back to those days would be uh, would be interesting. Um, but uh, and you got a lot more kids. Obviously, I've got to kind of work out. Okay, right, how much everything's costing. But you then try and create a plan of different activities to do, and then you just map them out. So okay, right, today. So sorry, my hands move around too much. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, um, uh, I'm actually gonna, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, the boats on the Thames, the Uber boats, you know. So just, I'm waiting for the nicer weather. So the kids, it's supposed to be, be like a heat wave in the next ten days or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so tomorrow, for example, I'm gonna go and head out onto the Uber boats, just go around and seeing. It's just nice just to be out, you know, on on the Thames, mm. you know. So sometimes you can do those things, you know. Um, if your kids have got the zip cards made, then you know the you got child prices, which is a half price of adults, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, you know, you do your research beforehand, and you do it, and there's lots of different activities you can think of like that. So that's what that's that's basically what we do for the summer. We've listed out different things you can do. Some are indoor activities and some are outdoor. So we know the indoor one will probably then you have some flexibility. Like okay, when the weather's a bit grey because the weather's been upside down, you know, it's like suddenly. So you're saying hot. pretty much plans depends on weather. Yeah, it does because a lot of them will because some activities are outdoors, aren't they? And so yeah. you don't want to go out in the rain. You so know? do you have like uh, home activities and outdoor activities listed? Yeah. So you got no. So you've got indoor meaning leaving the house but it's indoor 
Like for example, okay. you might want to go bowling. Example, just say, okay. yeah? you know, it's like an indoor activity, isn't it? But it's outdoors. Mm. Then at home, yeah, there's different things you can do. So there's at home, there's uh, different uh, stuff that you can do with them. And you, and, and you list them. But like I said, don't feel the pressure to fill every single second of the time. Yeah? yeah. And, you know, we've got stacks of board games at home. Yeah. Sometimes they feel like, oh, Abu, in, you know, I always have to play with them. I say, I can't, I've got work I need to do. Yeah. Um, or I've got other things on. Or I'm just, you know, um, not always up for it. So then what's happening is if you leave them and, and, and they learn, you've got, you've got the activities at home, they'll do it themselves. And I see a lot of the times, the kids love Scrabble. I like Scrabble as well. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun game. You make sure. up words and it's, it's a learning activity as well. Um, and so they get it out my themselves. My worst nightmare. <laughs> Scrabble, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I've learned my alphabets when I was six or something. So. <laughs> but yeah, they, they love it. They, they have that. So it's like those things. There's many card games. There's Uno, there's Monopoly, Deal, and other, so many other card games you've got. Um, the Cluedo, um, yeah, there's quite a few. So I've got a stack of board games at home. I can give a recommendation, maybe another podcast of my uh, top 10 board games. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be good. That'd be know. interesting, you know that. Because yeah. uh, for me, it's like, I, I like to play games that I like, not yeah. what kids like. I get switched off very quickly. I think I suffer from, I still suffer from that. <laughs> suffer from like, you know, um, getting bored and, you know, a bit selfish like that in that sense. I like doing what, I want to do rather than what the kids might like to do and if it's something that they like to do or just like oh whatever in it yeah. like for example since um these kids are growing up um i've stopped watching tv like my interest has gone completely elsewhere mm. um i hard i'm hardly on my laptop or anything like that i, I just want to be out or i just want to um relax or you know if I, doing something if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. My relaxing is actually doing something. Mm. Whether it's, you know, uh, but just not watching TV. I just hate watching TV. So, like, you know, kids will come up to me and, um, you know, I just feel like I don't know what else to do with them other than mess about. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, I'm finding it very weird having a 15-month-old kid and he recognises me as a friend. And I remember my wife telling me, um, I'm... Like as a joke, she obviously said it, but I think she was hinting it. I'm like, and she randomly says, "Um, uh, I said to her, oh, he's, mo he's so much like me in it, in terms of character. And uh, she's like, yeah, someone has to be the mother and the father. <laughs> and I was like, sorry? She goes, yeah, he's, you're, he, he just recognized you as a friend. And I was like, ooh. Like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I said, are you serious or are you joking? Because I can't tell when she's serious. She goes, nah, I'm joking. But I know there was a element of truth in there because literally even changing his nappies i make it fun mm. do you get it mm. he's twisting and turning and i'm like poking him and ah, this and that but for her it's like like yo i need to change you because it, it might make a mess and stuff like that and um literally even while he's going to sleep i'm carrying him he's laughing i, I can't help it but laugh with him yeah. do you get it and my wife's yeah. like oh you're gonna wake him up um and uh, literally, it's like um, so rigid, you know, it's like you um, see that, you know, between mums and dads, different approaches, because um, obviously mums, they're doing all the, uh, you know, um, you know, all the tasks that need to be done with, with, the, with, with, your, with your son at home. We might be at work and other things like that. So for her, changing a nappy is just another task. For her, all of those things are just another thing that needs to be done. Mm. Whereas when you're coming home, you're looking at, okay, changing nappy, you're having fun, you're doing this, you're having fun. And, um, you know, and that's just the natural approaches that tend to happen with fathers and, and, and mothers and getting things done. Um, and 
he, you know, sometimes they can get frustrated. Mums get frustrated, like, oh, because you always play with him. He expects me to play with him. So yeah, I don't have the energy yeah, to play with him. Yeah. I can't do that. I just want to get you in that pitch. And, yeah. and he gets wound up. And you can get into a little argument between, you know, uh, um, your son and your uh, your wife. With, yeah. Uh, you know, getting in a nappy chair to change your run. I used to, I remember one of the best ones was, uh, he used to, uh, uh, my, my third son, um, my third child, second son, um, he used to be so funny, he's a very cheeky boy, yeah, when he was young. And then he's uh, he used to come and uh, his mum used to go, okay, would you change your nappy? And he goes, nope, and he run away. He goes, would you change your nappy? Nope, and run away. And then she said a few times, I walk in, say, well, let's get your nappy. Okay, and just runs upstairs. Yeah. You know, just like, so so easy. She'd be like, uh, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, those things happen. Because you know what happens with kids especially? Um, you know, because from when they're born, they're always attached to their mum. Yeah. yeah, especially if they're being breastfed and all of those things. Yeah, so they're going through that period. Of their attachments there, they're very close, close. And then what happens is they start entering a phase of independence mm. where they can now say, "Hang on a minute, I don't want this." Then they start saying, "No." Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Now what happens is it switches. I've always had you all this time, mum. Yeah. Now I want dad. Yeah. Mm. So then you see this phase. A lot of mothers they get, especially if they've got just sort of the first child and not experienced before. They're like, oh, what's happened? My son doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't want me. He always goes with his dad. He always wants his dad. He was, oh, I want dad to feed me. I want dad to do this. I want dad to do that. Yeah. So those things, you know, uh, they go through a stage, and that usually hits. It's gonna come very soon with you. Yeah. It's around you know, between the rough rough between two and three years is when it starts kicking off a lot more of that independence, and you're gonna start seeing them saying no. You know, that's what they do with the terrible twos. He says no now, mate. <laughs> he says no, and he goes mine. And certain things, he's very independent. Do you get it? Um, even like um, he he knows fruits, so he just wants it. He just everything is apple, um, and he wants it now. And then um, I don't know. I just bend in, and you know, I just like all right, go on, mate. There you go. Uh, whereas his mum's very stern and it's like no. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I guess it's normal. Yeah. Which is normal. good. Like yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm doing something wrong because it's my first time. Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking I'm doing something wrong. You know, um, even when the wife's uh, telling me to put him to sleep, like I feel like I have to turn into this parent that has to be serious and then I can't help it but to like <laughs> start messing about. And then, you know, um, even while he's eating, like, that's another thing that when my son is when I'm feeding him, um, when he says, "Okay, I've had enough," he goes, "This, yeah. I stop feeding him." I was like, "All right, he doesn't want to eat anymore," but his mum's adamant that he needs to eat all of it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Does he really need to?" He's saying no. She goes, "Trust me, he can eat all of it. He needs to because I'm obviously she's maintaining him all day, so she knows what he's eaten, hasn't eaten, what her what his routine is, and stuff like that." So um, I said, like, he won't eat. And, like, it comes to a point where we, we are debating if he's going to eat or not. Mm. So she takes over, and literally, within a few minutes, he's eating the whole thing. And I'm, like, thinking, damn, you know. I'm, what did I, I do wrong? wrong? Yeah, what did I do wrong? Because he, he knows who to, uh, even though he's only 15 months, he knows who he can play with, how to do with what. And, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I know. My youngest one, um, he turned four in July. Um, so yeah. Um, with him, it's like uh, when, especially when you go to nursery, I was always the one who had to change him. Yeah, I because I, I was the only one who could change him. Okay. I Meaning I knew the techniques and the ways that you have to make it a game of things, and then you get him changed. Yeah, because mm. he was going through a phase of I don't want to go. You know, he might do those. Okay. I don't want to go. Yeah. You know, and so um, and have you got the wise yeah, yet? The what? 
The wise. What's that? Why? Oh, why? Okay, right. I thought you said wise as in like wisdom. I'm like, what's, what's that? <laughs> no, no, not wise. Oh, I was getting confused. Oh, why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you get the wise. The funny thing is, um, his, his latest word now, yeah, is I don't care. Wow. And I was like, what'd you learn that from? I've had this, this five of you above you. I've never used that word before. And like, he's like number six. And it was the youngest and everything. And he's like, I don't care. And I was like, today. <laughs> he's like, he chucked something. And I said, you can't do that. I don't care. Wow. And I was like, wow. I had to go I had to double check. I'm like, what? That's the first time he said it to me because my wife was complaining. Like, you know, have you heard your son? He says, I don't care sometimes. So he's picked up it. And Joey is, he actually doesn't know what he means. Yeah. And he's just using it as a, as a response, yeah? And so uh, a lot of the times what happens in language as well, you know, kids always talk about, uh, uh, parents always talk about, oh, my son's using some language. Oh, no, what do I do? You know? And sometimes what it is, they're picked up innocently and they don't know what it is. So they do need to be told, like, look, this isn't what we say, but don't give so much attention to it because the more attention you give to it, kids are like okay mm. this triggers you so yeah. say again you know it's a game for them um, yeah so uh but yeah it's it, what i was saying about my um uh, i should change my son yeah but when it comes to feeding yeah i'm just not, not good at it with my son man. i mean i'll do like i said a couple of bites and then he goes off like oh, i just don't have the temperament for it and he also knows he goes now nah, i want mom to feed me because he knows that mom's the one that can so sometimes it will happen as you grow you'll find it that something's you know your kid finds more comfortable with you something with the mom and that's perfectly fine because um, you shouldn't look at it as that. Oh, you've now replaced the mum, or your mm. mum's now also, be, or the or the mum's also, or the wife's also become mum and dad. You know, it's you you are playing. It's it's such a, a joint role in raising the kids. Um, but obviously you've got your designated areas generally. Yeah. But it's not a rigid area. There's fluidity in terms of how you can kind of do things. So, like I said, yeah, most most of the time your wife will probably change, feed him, and so forth. But it doesn't stop you from doing it when when you have the opportunity and ability to do so. Do you think, like, uh, with your six kids, all different age groups, uh, you don't have twins, right? No, I don't. Okay. That's one thing missing. <laughs> uh, don't, I was don't, saying don't, that, but I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm, don't, six is quite a challenge. <laughs> don't get funny ideas with me. I don't think your wife would be too happy. Um, <laughs> no. I said, I, I, can have, I can have some grandkids who can be twins. Then I would just... That, that inshallah. Would be, that would do inshallah. Like, you got six kids different age groups right <laughs> in terms of um giving them time um especially in during the summer um how do you manage that like what do you give to each one of them i'm sure like you know the four-year-old he's if you leave him alone he'll just make his own game mm. uh six-year-old very similar um but as they get older you can't leave them alone like how do you manage that on top of that, what would you say is needed in each group that you've noticed? Yeah, each, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's the connection, it's the time that you can spend with them. You know, if you've got commonality and common ground and you can find common ground, then you can engage them within that. But the key thing of it is that, yeah, each child needs one-to-one time. They need that one-to-one. So that means you need to have some time and space where you just, you know, it doesn't have to be something big and major. I do big sometimes, you know, a lockdown change things around because everything started closing down. So we adapted it a bit, but before I used to have it where um, every Saturday evening, um, I would have three hours with one of my kids, and it'd be on a rotor. Yeah, so basically first Saturday of the month, Muzaffar, mm. you know, so he gets three hours, and the deal with it was basically was that you got three hours with me, you got thirty quid, okay, nice. You can do whatever you like, 
Nice. Yeah, plan it. Let's do something. Yeah, so it can be indoor, outdoor. You don't, you don't have to spend it, but that's like the budget. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's there. So you can do anything. You know, you can do whatever you like. And the next Saturday is my daughter, Taiba. The next Saturday is Khubayb. Then it's Jasra. Then it's Sarin. Then it's uh, Ubaid. And we, we and we rotate. So then roughly about every you know, uh, in the five six weeks, you know, it goes around. That's like proper like exp- you know time. And I, and I said that's important because you know why that really builds good connection and memories. And there's a whole kind of discussion regarding that. But um, you don't have to do one thing extravagant, you know, just yeah. having five minutes with just one to one with a child. Th- these are the most important things, because if you don't do that, have those connections. And this is where, you know, the problems you face in teenage years, you need to avoid, you know, a lot of them is that the damage has been done. Mm. So I had a parent that I was speaking to, damage has been done. Yeah. Now he's coming and saying, what do I do? And what he is, you have to go back to the back to the root of it, which is there's no connection, there's no relationship. You've got to now start working on a relationship with your with your child, basically. Yeah, and that's that's what you need to do. So, what you do is have that one to one time. So while they're all in the house, it's fine. You've got to find time where everybody's busy with something else. Chill with one of them, five ten yeah. minutes, have a chat. Do you know that's so interesting? You say that. I remember. Um, uh, I bumped into a brother, and I went to. I listened to one of your talks. And um, coincidentally, he just randomly approached me and started talking to me. And I was like, okay. And he goes like, look, um, I want to get involved in this charity work and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. Um, uh, then I saw his kids behind him and he's like, um, and I was just talking to him like, look, take my number. And then anything that comes up, I'll get you involved, whatnot, etc. And then randomly goes, ah, oh, anything for my kids and stuff like that. He goes, look, I don't like focus on kids. Uh, but there's so many um, play groups and all this stuff that you could take them and stuff like that. He goes, nah, I want to do something, you know, that I can do with my son or whatever. Mm. I said, there's loads of things you could do. You know what I mean? Like there's camping and um, going on a, like a trek, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and funny enough, he was saying like, I, I, I've got no connection with my son. He gets angry. I said, he gets angry. Where does, that, where does he pick that up from? Are you an angry dad? He goes, yeah. I said, I bet you don't give him time. And he said, what do you mean by time? I said, I bet you, when was the last time you spoke to him? When was the last time you actually sat down with him or you've taken him anywhere or you've done things with him other than tell him off or instruct him, do this, do that. Or why aren't you doing this? Or you're so boring. Why are you watching someone else play when you could play yourself? Or why are you always in your game? Or why don't you go outside? Why are you too much outside? It's like, there's no balance. Mm. And uh, I said to him, when was the last time you guys actually spoke? And he was telling me like, and it's a, it's a bit deeper than that. He's telling me how like his kids always in the room. Uh, he thinks he's suicidal and stuff like that. And, and I said to him, bro, that's some deep comments you're making. Because once it's done, it's done. Mm. You can't reverse it. Yeah. And what are you doing about it other than telling him he's been silly? And he didn't know what to say. Uh, and he goes, and he literally was... He goes, bro, can I take your number? I need to talk to you. Mm. Um, so I said, all right, cool. Um, he took my number and he called me afterwards and he was teary and he's like, you know, I, you know, he was telling me all this stuff in front of my wife and p- other people around. And I, I, I didn't know that I was saying that. I was just basically generalizing. And it just happens to me, he falls into that cat- category yeah. that he didn't do nothing for his kid. And he was like singing like, look, I've got no connection. And I said to him, bro, like do something about it before you lose him. And he's only 13 or 14 and all they do is fight. So what I like, he just called me the other day. He goes, me and my son, we do so much together. We're always out and about. 
um, the other day he told his kid, like, don't be bullied. You know, he took him to uh, Muay Thai, taught, taught him some BJJ. And the next minute he goes, um, stand up to bullies. But, you know, don't do anything. The next minute his kid got suspended, yeah, for beating the crap out of another kid. And instead of telling him off, he said, well done. Now this kid will never pick on you. And, you know, obviously I don't encourage that to anyone to get it. But um, it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle, isn't it? But, you know, obviously that that's not, my, in some people's eyes, not might be a good parenting. But um, is that is that, that's, that's not too late either to connect. I think he connected. And going back to your point about connecting and the su- using the summer to actually build that gap again, like, uh, sorry, uh, close that gap. Right. Yeah. So you know, um, I I think, you know what? So at the start of the conversation, I was thinking, what topic to start, uh, what to do in the summer? Because I'm like thinking, I don't have a clue. But alhamdulillah, I've actually learned a lot. I'm thinking, wow, it's actually summer's actually crucial to their development, right? It is because remember, this is the time we've got um, six weeks. You know, um, in fact, for my kids, it was seven weeks because of Eid and stuff. Because school closed a bit earlier and whatnot. I worked here, it's like seven weeks, it's, like, it's a long summer. Mm. Um, but it's really important. It's that connection, because I've looked at it, look, you know, um, I, you know, I work with a lot of p- parents, work with a lot of families, you know, and, you know, um, I hear their stories, you know, and a lot of it is also because dads just, you know, you know, you know how it is. With dads, they don't, or, or men, they don't talk or they don't share. Yeah. So sometimes just them sharing but they're telling me the thing so I can actually give uh, analyze what's happened and try and then give some steps to remedy the solution or the situation. But in that, it's just sometimes like, oh, do you know something? Just by talking to you was actually good in itself, you know, because mm, it's, it's a way, you know, just a way off. But then it's just a rest of obviously what you can do with it. But one of the key things that, you know, always comes out from all of this is that, you know, the relationship, you know, for def- you know, the relationship is something that's just fractured and void you're going to see it anytime a kid plays up it's to do with the relationships yeah anything that that happens to do with the relationships now remember i always say um, uh, uh, prevention is always better than intervention so those who've got younger kids and we hit there you can really do a lot more to help have a smoother journey through those turbulent times because teenagers will be turbulent no matter what mm-hmm. but the extent of that turbulence is really based on the connection you've got with your child um but when I listen to, as I said, when I listen to the stories, then I look back and I think, uh, okay, the relationship I have with my children, it has given me, you know, alhamdulillah, one of the things that really helped and really has solidified it is the fact of this tight relationship we have, the real tight relationship that exists there, being involved, being engaged. So, yeah, they'll be up and down. They'll be emotional. They're, those things that happen, that's, that's, that's hormones, that's everything that's going through them. But they've got that tightness with them, um, with us. And as a parent, you act as something called an anchor. That's what you're supposed to teach your kids. What happens to the anchor? If you look at it, the anchor hooks, it's grounded, and it's got a rope or it's got a you know chain to it to the ship, so the ship can you know um, is 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 tightly and firmly connected. As as your child gets older, you can loosen that so the chain gets longer, and then they can float out further. But they're deeply rooted and connected still to you, and uh-huh. that's the key part. They need to be connected. The connection's the most important thing, and I, and I, and I always say that to everybody. I'm telling you 99.9% of the problems that parents come to me with, they are all symptoms of the illness. And what was the illness in itself is the lack of relationship. So everything they're saying is this happened, that happened. I can see that all of this got back to relationship. My kids are not listening to me. There are many things that have happened that's built up. 
but in the crux of it is a relationship. And that's why I always said, focus on that. Spend time. Just chat. Chill. Don't have, like I said, don't have to always spend money. Because sometimes it's, it's hard. You know, it costs money. Um, don't always have to do that. Just kick back and relax, you know. If you want, you know, uh, you know, you know, things that don't cost money, okay, you can invest in it, but you can take your kid, go fishing. Just sit back. An example, yeah, it mm. doesn't cost you anything, really, other than once you purchase the equipment, one off. You know, you can go out, go out for a walk, go out, you know, anything. You know, just go to the park, just chill, take a ball, play. Have those things, because I'm telling you, your child will value that more than anything else. Mm. The money doesn't really count. You know, money is not, trust me, at the end of it, they won't remember these, these necessarily materialistic things. You always remember those memories, and I think that's the that that's 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 my uh, kind of a summary of everything, and that's what I will conclude with is that it's uh, uh you know for for the summer it's just have connection, connection, you know just just make the connections, and don't always feel that you need to fill every single moment of their time. Mm. So when I say connection, then you might think, oh, I need to be connected with them twenty four seven. It's not the case, but you know have good quality connection, because kids know you're busy. Kids know, okay, dad, you know, you know, dad's got work, he's gonna be busy, he's not always gonna be available, but when he's available, he's there. Mm. He's we've got him and he's got us, you know, we're there. And that's that's a that's a key part that you need to Interesting. Get. Uh, uh, khayed, man. I really appreciate uh the wisdoms that you passed on because it's very um important for me right now. As I'm growing, as he's mm. growing, um I need to pick this stuff up. Inshallah. You know, the, these things are you'll always pick up and like I said, um there is no, no, a lot of things in parenting, there is no right and wrong. Okay. You know, the way I always say, there isn't a right and wrong, because there's no manual. There's no nothing to say that, okay, this is how you do things. Other than obviously the clear halal and haram things that we have, you know, mm. our sharia and the deen uh, kind of uh, make very clear. But after that, when you go into what you're going to do, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it, it's circumstantial. A lot of it is based on your customs, on your culture, uh, on your situation, and all of those things. So never look at it as, I'm doing something wrong because I, I, you know, you said it quite a few times. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. So yeah. you know, one of the myths I say to dad is, look, don't don't think, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't it, it always feel there's always a right and wrong because someone say, oh, I've been doing it wrong. No, it's not that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you were doing it to the best of your ability. And here are some things you can do to help bolster that, to help improve that, to help really make most of it. I guess the um, the main reason why you might think that you're doing something wrong. It's basically down to you comparing it you mm. and comparing your relationship and your upbringing to your child's and you think like i'm not gonna make sure i'm gonna make sure that my kid doesn't go through what i went through or gets everything that i didn't get yep definitely that's one of the key driving things that you have with parents today is they want to make sure that kids got things that they never got when they had it now parents look at it two ways and you have two different streams or chasms that come up one is experiences so all my kids to experience and have opportunities mm -hmm. yeah it's good I, I encourage that the other one is materialistic mm. so sometimes you think okay my kid didn't have the best clothes i'm gonna make sure he's got the best clothes okay nothing wrong in it in it itself but when you start having a, a pattern like this then you start seeing the problems okay i'm gonna make sure i never had everything i wanted i only so i want to make sure he's got the latest phone it's got a contract and call and all, do all of those things. I'm going to make sure he's going to have uh, the iPads. He's going to have his laptops. Uh, he's going to have all the best consoles, all the games, um, have everything. Yeah. Mm. When you go materialistic, this is where parents are losing their kids because then what happens is the kids don't even value that. Because remember, we're going to go back at you. Watch when the kid grows up, they're going to look, look back and think, oh, yeah, 
you know, my best memory is me having that PS5, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe so for another day. That's another day. Uh, a lot of lot to discuss. There's so much, you know, we just started off today. But yeah. <laughs> I think there's like so much more we could go into in this, a lot of these topics. Uh, but inshallah, you know, uh, I think one by one we'll unpick a lot of these topics. And one of the things for obviously those who are uh, listening or, or watching it, um, inshallah, you know, every week, uh, the podcast uh, will be out, uh, and I will also look to get questions and um, from from the viewers really. So get the questions in, um, drop them in the comments and in, in the video, and then we can inshallah, you know, every week pick out some of these Q and A's and at least try and uh, answer them as well, inshallah. So you know, um, please do ensure that you. Uh, what, do, what, what do what do they say? I'm not I'm not the these uh, these uh, uh, YouTubers, isn't it? What they say is it what is it like subscribe and uh, comment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Was it share like comment share subscribe? So do all of those things. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get better at that, inshallah. <laughs> as these things go. I, I, for the for, for for the next one, for I'll next one, um, I'll write it down. Somewhere. Yeah, write it down. Somewhere, so yeah. like subscribe, um, follow Instagram, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, inshallah. Um, and uh, I did discuss it before, but. Uh, Maybe we'll just throw in some giveaways here and there as well, inshallah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll get that, inshallah. So again, this is a uh, uh, light-hearted dad. So hopefully, you picked up on the pun light. I don't think they have. You know, nor and nor, you know, uh, light. So uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> hopefully, they picked up on that, inshallah, and we'll see. You, hopefully, they watching this till the end. Inshallah, they are. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> I think it's a it's a good conversation and. You know, as, as we go on, inshallah, I'd love to have um, some live sessions and uh, even some dads coming in as well and yeah. sharing, you know, because I think there's a lot we can learn from one another as well. 100%. Inshallah. Uh, and so we'll uh, leave it here for today. Jazakallah khair, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.